Hey guys, Dan Healy here from the Miami Heat UK. We was very lucky today to be able to speak to Miami Heat TV host and Touchline reporter Jason Jackson. Jax spoke to us from his car directly, squeezed us into his tight schedule for a quick chat. So the audio, maybe not as great as what we would have hoped from a normal episode, but still very clear, very enjoyable nevertheless. Just the odd occasion where it cracks up a little bit. So bear with it, but brilliant to be able to talk to Jax. Um, so enjoy the episode. Only a quick chat but really appreciative of his time enjoy let's go heat you're listening to heating up the uk a miami heat uk based podcast bringing you the best heat media guests every single week here's your host dan healy brought to you by at the miami heat uk social media network enjoy the show Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Heat UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy, and today I'm absolutely delighted to be talking to, directly from his car, I'm guessing, um, <laughs> drop-top Lamborghini, um, riding down Biscayne Boulevard, shades on, it's uh, your Miami Heat TV host and Touchline reporter, Jason Jackson. Jax, how are you, sir? The only thing you got right is I'm, I have my shades on. <laughs> everything, else, everything else is pretty standard activity. It's great to be back with you, Dan. I was just marveling uh, with uh, my co-host on SiriusXM, um, Amin Hassan, who some of your listeners maybe uh, know from uh, yeah. some of the ESPN work or, or even our work on Sirius um, about doing this podcast with you again and just the wonderful commitment uh, you and your followers and listeners have uh, to this organization. And please know we don't take it lightly. Uh, we don't take it for granted. We love that you're there, good times and bad, and always at 1 a.m. when Ruth and I start the party on Heat Live. So that's that's wow. awesome. Wow. Well, what a way to start. Feeling the love. That is fantastic. Really appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much for squeezing me in for your type schedule. Um, we haven't spoken for a while, Jax, but I'll tell you what hasn't uh, been a long time is the Miami Heat since they last played basketball. So, um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we're only talking a little over, what, six weeks, something like that, since our yeah. runs, our tremendous run to the finals last year. And here we are just a couple of weeks away now from the start of, to quote Eric Reed, a brand new. Miami Heat's NBA adventure about to start. How excited are you for the new season and being back at the American Airlines Arena to witness some basketball? How are you feeling? I'll be fine when the when the red light comes on. Right now, it seems daunting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be yeah. very candid with you. I, I try to radiate and, and propagate joy because I have a wonderful job. Uh, basketball has paid all my bills as an adult. Uh, I love... <laughs> this organization that, that when no one else would hire me, I, they, they, they took a chance on me. And so there's, there's, I have proper perspective always about what I do. I I'm also, um, 48 and a half years old and not as young as I used to be, even though I'm nowhere near decrepit. Uh, and I'm, and I'm still tired. Uh, that was, and that was unlike anything I've ever experienced as a broadcaster. So, I think about the coaching and playing aspects of, uh, of being in that bubble and, and trying to compete for a title and getting to the mountaintop and 
falling two games, two wins short, um, that takes a toll both mentally and physically on all of us and at the mm-hmm. highest level, our players and coaches. So I'm, I'm at least going to be the one person to tell you the truth. I'm not ready yet. But um, <laughs> as, as, as we all know, and Jimmy pointed out in one of his early uh, preseason interviews, no one cares. Yeah. So it, it, nobody cares that the Heat and Lakers are tired. Nobody's, nobody's weeping that we didn't get three months off. Uh, if you're uh, a, a Piston or a Bull or a Cav or a Warrior or, or, or a Timberwolf, you're all like, oh, yeah, bleep you all. Let's get back and let's play. So the, when the red light comes on on the 14th for that first preseason game, mm-hmm. um, I, I'll, I'll make myself a liar and be, I'll give you full throttle. Uh, Absolutely. But as we take this, we're a couple days away from uh, the 13th edition of Hot Seconds with Jax. After we tape all those episodes, uh, I'll be running downhill to the first preseason game, so I'll feel better then. Yeah, now that's a, it is a good point. Unfortunately, we're in we're in a great position despite the fact that it was such a short turnaround that the Miami Heat culture doesn't allow anything else. Percent with hardest working, best condition, meanest, nastiest, all that stuff. NBA team in the organization. So we are lucky that we support such a, a an incredible militant style uh, that doesn't allow anything else. And as you quite rightly said, that no one else cares. So we're here to, to just show up and do our thing. So, um, I mean, a lot of people will tell you that um, last season uh, was maybe above expectations. I think there'll be a few people that will tell us that they saw it all along, but I think it's not unfair to say that the majority of us didn't see maybe a run to the finals so quickly. Um, however, now, um, this season, I think the expectations have been raised because of that. I think Jimmy Butler's already said that, you know, we want, we've had a taste of what it's all about and now we're here to win. Um, so I think now with what uh, the, the the roster is very much like an Eric Spolstra uh, stamp on it. I think it's uh, it's a really good blend. I think the expectations now have changed. And do you think now that looking at things going forward, uh, despite the uh, no rest and everything else, that the Heat now are in a position to not really be title hopefuls, but bona, bona fide challenges, title challenges now for the foreseeable future with, uh, with what's happened um, and our expectations raised over last season's performances? Listen, you'd hate to see any of the departures. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. and 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 um, Jay Crowder at the top of the list. Um, but everybody that's come in, Mo, Avery, uh, Young, Precious, yeah. uh, all are. You, I'll make it even further. Those are Spolstra fantasy players. You know <laughs> what I mean? Guys who just go, yeah, the Rock. Yeah, I don't need the Rock. Don't worry about that. I'm here to. I'm here to defend the Rock. And if the Rock finds me put it in the basket, I'll do the very best that I can. Um, and it's not like those guys aren't capable. They don't want to score 20 points a game. Um, they realize that there's four or five, six guys that can already do that, that are here. It was so refreshing to listen to Avery Bradley after he was acquired by the team at free agency. Already talk about Tyler Hero mm. as a guy that has to be propped up um, by the supporting cast, by, along with Jimmy and Bam, in the sense of doing all those other things so those guys can be special at what they do. Um, so, yeah, you, you nailed it. This group is a reflection uh, because we know full well the Heat um, don't rest on their laurels. They just won't, even when it's reasonable to. Uh, mm-hmm. They just won't do it. Um, so Spo has this wonderful way of letting each iteration of the team, each version of the team, 
be itself onto itself. And so, um, yeah, there are expectations. And, yeah, there are hungers and desires. They're always there. They're always there, Dan. That's the thing that makes this great is that there isn't this desire to go find some young player, all due respect to the ones we have. Um, But there's no desire to go lose a bunch of games and and put all the promise of tomorrow on a young player. There there is no constantly missing the postseason. Um, there is defying reason and, and, and having absolute and, and sometimes delusional confidence that allows this team to, to restack and revisit. Yeah, definitely. And it's a good point because, uh, you know, it's not like we're, we we maybe lack the absolute superstar power that some of the other teams that uh, that have amounts of league with their duos, especially with like the L.A. teams, etc. But, you know, when you see people like Avery Bradley and uh, Mo Harkless coming in and almost immediately just saying, you know, we've, we're, th- this is what it's all about. The heat culture is what everybody wants to replicate. And now we're a part of it. And, you know, when you hear them coming in and in first interview saying things like that, you just think, you know, these are the sort of guys that you want on your team so it it is really exciting and the depth um, now that goes all the way through I mean we've always had that anyway for the last few seasons is this um, fantastic depth that means even guys coming all the way through 13 14 off the bench and can still give you solid minutes and give you solid performances that's going to be really big this year in what's going to be no doubt a very COVID disruptive season so do you think that will help the heat in the sense that we've got so many guys that we can call on all the way down the roster? Yeah, no, you nailed it. You nailed it. Because of the uh, the uncertainty of what each day is going to bring, um, you know, you're one test away from having to change everything yep. each day. And so these young guys, the the, the Gabe Vincents, you know, the KZ Apollos, uh, BJ, uh, yeah. you know, I can go on and on and on. Um, don't don't sit down there with Udonis thinking you're just going to get. You know, the, the sage veteran advice as you take it in, uh, your number's getting called. Somewhere in these 72, you know, all these guys are going to be needed. And, um, yep. I, I'm pretty sure it's it's uh, public now. Um, the Heat aren't going to have uh, the Sky Force available. So now yep. all the young players will all be with the team all year long. They can play in 50 of the 72 games as well. So five more games that they would regularly be able to, to play and or be active for for the mothership. So these guys are going into the waters and they're getting baptized down to the sediment. Like this is – there's going to be nights where those guys are going to be on the front line. And and then you just add in the obvious, that, that the Gorns and Bams and Jimmy's played so many freaking minutes yeah. that, that Spo and the staff – will be constantly aware, particularly in December and January, so that in February, March, April, May, you're, you're, you're revving. You're revving. You're not, you know, trying to stammer to the finish line. Yep, that's it. Absolutely. It's going to be a really, really important aspect of our season. And uh, yeah, it's just so refreshing to know we've got that ability all the way down. Um, so obviously, last season's success, despite just the incredible, um, you know, just incredible seasons we saw for, uh, from people like Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, etc. But something that maybe we didn't expect to see so quickly, uh, Tyler Harrow, Duncan Robertson, etc. Those seasons were just above and beyond exceptional to what maybe the expectations we had of them. I think uh, I am probably most excited this season to see sophomore Tyler Harrow. 
Um, what are the league? The, the, what what can a league expect from year two, Tyler Hero? A little more comfort, a little more experience, uh, and, and a whole lot more shots. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I think you've got a really healthy perspective on becoming better defensively. Yeah. Um, I think every young player has to do that. I mean, we're not all going to be bam out of bio, right? Come out of the box already prepared for a defensive mindset. Um, you play those years in AAU and college, and you're unleashed to just you know, go go wild offensively. But one thing we're really blessed about, uh, particularly our last two players we've received from Kentucky, Coach Calipari and his staff do a great job <laughs> getting these players NBA ready. I mean, they're just ready. They understand the rigors. Uh, if they'll subjugate for nine months and be a Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's fair, and um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how we start the season because there's a very solid argument to see Tyler maybe starting at the point. That's going to be interesting whether he throws in uh, Avery Bradley for you know something a little bit more defensive mindset. I don't think we'll see Goran uh, start the season uh, in the in the lineup, but maybe where the playoffs come in again, we saw that change was very successful. And of course, Kendrick Nunn, who started the season so well for us before tailing off a little bit with his own health concerns. There are so many options, but uh, Tyler Harrow. Um, his uh, involvement this year, his aspects that he can bring to us is something that excites me more than anything this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, one other quick question, if you don't mind, Jax. Uh, Bam Adebayo is locked in for five more years. That is music to all Heat fans' ears, despite the permutations of what it may do to flexibility in 2021. We don't care about that right now. All we care is that one of our own is locked in for five years. Did you see um, the jump that he made last season uh, so quickly because I'm a big big band fan as everyone knows but even I didn't see him making this much of a leap so quick in his first year as a start in a starting berth um, already since he's signed his contract he's saying that he's got bigger things on uh, in his radar he wants some hardware uh, he wants to be the bit one of a, a top five player in his position in he in history he's saying is this all achievable for Bam is big big confident words entirely I mean yes. what, yes. what are we how can we sit in the position and to five Bam's desires. Man used to live in a single wide trailer with his mother. Yep. Um, they didn't know where the food was coming. Two jobs for mom. Um, but then his excellence finds his way to Kentucky, which finds his way to the Heat, which, you know, he finds his way to being an all-star and playing in the finals. In that year where we do put that really kind of stern eye of assessment on young players, are you going to be good? Are you going to be great? And he answered those questions with a double-double every night plus uh, five dimes, a block, and a steal. And so mm. there's still room, right? Now, that's the crazy thing. There's still room for him to become All-NBA, to become first-team All-Defense, to become the Defensive Player of the Year. Hell, to be an MVP candidate yeah. because he's just so versatile. 
he's not a two-way player. He's an all-the-way player. (laughs) There isn't anything he can't do on a basketball court. Mm. And that's the new age big man that's changing everything. He wants to change the game. He is changing the game. And uh, this, this organization committed to him in a way that will make his grandchildren's children remember Papa Bam and the great money that got left in the in the, in the trust fund, you know, in my name, because of the great things he did on the basketball court. And he wants, you know, 13 in the Raptors, and he wants to hold the Larry O'Brien trophy and the uh, and the Bill Russell MVP trophy. All those desires are healthy. I love that type of desire and, and ambitiousness. You want that in your stars of today and tomorrow. And I hope that I get to stay around he and I retire uh, about the same time, you know, 12, 14 years from now. <laughs> yes, uh, <clears throat> absolutely. And you're right because he even said things like that in his own look. I feel like I'm already changing basketball because everyone seems to want to draft the next band. Um, so that's incredible to see this is only he's only had three years in the NBA. And yeah, as you said, um, remarkable for what he's done coming from trailer park with his mother to uh, to buying a house, which he always said he would do. That caught me well off guard Monday morning. First thing I didn't need in the morning when I wake up is to see pictures of him <laughs> showing, uh, showing his mum and uh, his, her new house. Uh, someone was definitely cutting onions early so uh, just an incredible person and an incredible basket player and we are lucky to have number 13 balling out for the Miami Heat Jax um, you promised me a quick chat you've given me a quick chat I really really appreciate your time um, I can't wait to have you back I can't wait to have Eric back John back it's uh, the Miami Heat basketball back I know it's been a quick turnaround time but we appreciate all the work you do and we can't wait to see you back on our screens as I said before we so appreciate uh our, our, our friends and, and fans and partners in uh, the heat culture all over the globe. And what you guys are doing in the UK night in, night out is just so damn impressive. And we're so glad you're with us each night on Fox Sports Sunday. I massively appreciate it. And we aren't going anywhere. We've got many, many things planned for this channel. So we will be uh, we will be representing Flying the Flag High over here in the UK. But Jax, wherever you're off to, please drive safely. And uh, we will see you on our screens very, very soon. Appreciate your time. All right. Let's go, Heat. Let's go. See you soon. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.